All right. Welcome back to Two Mourners. One book club. I'm M. And I'm Jordy. And we are doing everyone's favorite episode today. They're my favorite episodes for sure. (laughs) It's really ours. It's our drunken disorderly debrief. Jordy, what are you drinking today? I am drinking a Ketterdam iced tea, which I just made up. It is a can of Arizona sweet tea with, we'll say a shot and a half of vodka, probably. And then whatever is left over in the glass is some uh, diet ginger ale and a little bit of lemon juice. What are you drinking today, Em? Um, I, you said one and a half shots of vodka. I'm like, two shots of vodka. <laughs> glug, glug, glug. <laughs> I yes. was going to go get a cherry limeade and put some cherry limeade vodka in it, um, but... I did not. We will save that for our next episode. <laughs> We're going to have a special. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I went through my various beverages and <laughs> I was like, you know what? This could be good. I have um, a Dr. Pepper strawberries and cream, zero sugar. Cause y'all know Delightful. me. I love my diet Coke, love my diet, Dr. Pepper, mostly diet Coke, but zero sugar, strawberries and cream, Dr. Pepper with Malibu, probably oh. a little, probably about two shots in it. And this that is sounds- a glass. That sounds so good. So, cheers. Cheers. Uh, so, as this goes on, y'all know the drill. <laughs> yep, this is not your first, nor is it ours. No, and we're ready. I'm going to call your drink the sweet shop. Ooh. Isn't that good? That is. I'm thinking because uh, we always okay. do like a recipe. Yeah. Well, it's closed down, so. Mm. Well, that's okay. We're at home. You know what? The sweet shop, this, um, we can open a bar in the um, fake Ketterdam. In Ketterdam. Yeah. And say, this is actually Kaz's drink of choice. I bet. Wouldn't that be so funny if he's in like his dark garb and he's sipping like this pretty little drink because he can't shoot whiskey? <laughs> but look so like good. it looks dark like it, it is dark because it's dark. dr pepper so yeah. it could be like a jack and coke or like right he can look like be... hard as hell like sip of this yeah. drink and it tastes it, like strawberries and, cream and it coconut. could just be um it could just be like iced black coffee like we That's don't true. know nobody but knows it's the, but the drinker stra- strawberries cream and coconut <laughs> he's having like a little tropical vacation but outwardly it's just like <laughs> I love it. I love it. All straw. right. So Jordy came up with the questions. Some of them are similar, are the same as last time. Some of them are a little bit different because, mm-hmm. um, you know, we like a little variety. I think y'all can yeah. probably guess my answers on some of these. Um, For sure. You know. Um, what we got to do. Yeah. So I am already feeling this drink. I think this was a good time to do it before, after lunch, before dinner. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, the sweet spot. Yeah, so it'll hit quick. Um, so first question, so, Jordy, what was your favorite part? This book was so good, but I think my favorite part is when Kazan and Edge hold hands. I cried. I cried when yeah. I read it the first time. I cried when we read it last week. Like every time I read that shit, I'm like, mm, I cry. It's just <laughs> so good. Because they're both like, and I love it because neither character has fully overcome what happened to them. And they mm-hmm. never will. But it's like, 
that beautiful like you can tell that we're at the beginning of something and it's yeah. just like sublime so what was, was your favorite it was part? so good too um mm-hmm. because when Inej goes to talk to him she has it in her mind that this is going to be the last time she sees him. She's, that she's going to close like, that this is chapter. where I leave you. Yeah. And then it's like, why did you just smell that candle? <laughs> I'm recording from my parents' house in their home office. And I was like, oh, a candle. It's not open. I wonder why. And I sniffed it. I'm like, that's why. It smells really bad. <laughs> it's kind of funny. It's definitely um, like a teacher gift candle. Yeah. Um, but, uh, she goes into it thinking this is it like I'm never gonna see him again we're gonna part amicably and you know I have to close this chapter for me to move on yeah um because otherwise I'm just going to keep thinking about what could have been and then he just shows an ornate amount of growth yes like he shows her I'm not him yet but I can be the man mm -hmm. you need me to be and it's not necessarily him growing a lot within those three weeks between the last few chapters. Yeah. It's him expressing his growth. And well, and it's also her realizing mm-hmm. that he does not have to change and be like this ideal, idealized version of himself for her him to be worthy of her. Yes. That was like a barrier she had made for herself to protect her own feelings. Yeah. Uh, so, so good. So, so good. That's my favorite part. Maybe in any series ever, honestly. I I mean, I've said it before. I'll say it again. Um, Kaz and Inej's scenes are just the most romantic scenes Mm -hmm. I've ever read. And it's not sexual. It's not. No. But it's not platonic either. It's like, it's just romantic. It is an into they are intimate romantic moments mm-hmm. and they're not even they are literally barely physically touching and that, that just makes it even better oh, oh it's so good oh I feel like Gordon Ramsay just finally some good effing food <laughs> <laughs> you know were we talking about Gordon Ramsay the other day we were right we were yeah and how many kids uh, he has oh yeah he five. has five yeah the youngest one is like He's uh, pretty young. Like a like a child like a like a toddler, child. I think. Yeah. yeah. Like slightly larger than a toddler. I don't know. Like a young child. Is that what you call them? I don't know. <laughs> a youngster. He's like five, I think. I remember yeah, that's like... that that child was born recently. I remember reading that that child was born on Twitter. So it can't have been that long yeah. ago. And like his oldest son was like going to college when the yeah. he was born. But he's been with the same woman yeah. forever. Okay. Yeah, a king. I want to. I I really want to go to one of his restaurants. I'd love to meet him. I would. You know, too. I don't even. Can you I don't even know if I necessarily want to go to one of his restaurants. I want to be on his show where he goes to those countries and learns like the yes. authentic dishes, the traditional from the way. Yeah, yeah, I love it. That show is anyway. so good. Oh my gosh, it's still happening, isn't it? I think so. Okay, I was going to say on my Disney Plus. Be real sad if it's. Not. I know <laughs> that was one that my husband and I watched <laughs> a weekend. Okay, my favorite part, I'm going to, I have two favorite parts. Okay. And it's for different reasons. Oh, boy. So one um, is when Vanek is just gaslit. Oh, I do love that. I <laughs> do everyone. love that. Gaslighting, not okay. In this scenario, it's okay. Yes. Because. He deserved he's it. Like, he's thinking, how can you believe them? Like, I would never do that. And Kaz is like, 
um, there's this proof, this proof, <laughs> this proof, this proof. It He's is like, 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 it's like it's the like, Incredibles, <laughs> like <laughs> he blurs, there's the tack. And everybody's just looking at him like, you're insane. And he's just like losing his mind. I love it. And Cass is just standing there like, oh, that's so sad. You know, his mind isn't all there. (laughs) I can't, this, oh, you told me to do this. That was not what happened at all. Have you you ever seen uh, Tombstone? No. It's very good. But um, what's his name? Oh, what's his freaking name? Val Kilmer's character, Doc Holliday, shoots somebody. Like he shows up to a duel that Wild Earp is supposed to show up to and he kills him. And Wild Earp gets there and he's mad at him because he was kind of going to die. And mm-hmm. Doc Holliday knew that. And so he went instead to kill him ahead. And even though he knew it'd piss his friend off. And he goes, he was just too high strung. His heart couldn't bear it. Even <laughs> though he literally shot him dead. <laughs> like, <laughs> and it, it, it's kind of like that. Like, oh, he just high strung. Poor oh, thing. And all he his colleagues snapped. like watching him just unravel and they're like the best thing is when you catch somebody who like the public thinks they're these great parents and you catch them publicly with proof that they are pieces of shit I -hmm. loved that all of his peers were there to be like that's your kid yeah oh yeah that's Mm. like what sold it off to when it was like Wyland was like I'll do whatever you want father (laughs) and then they were like oh my gosh I can't believe that That and then he called him like an idiot yeah and then he's I called Wyland an idiot he's like my stupid son and the council's like <gasps> how dare you um last night at trivia Jordy was not there unfortunately I was not. but we did our team did win let's go um, we our team name yesterday was gone with a gin um I love it and it's good um and we were talking about a very Potter, Potter musical and my favorite is mm-hmm. like how dare you <laughs> that's van eck right that's how van eck was it's so funny (laughs) oh my goodness um my sentimental favorite moment is um jesper uh accepting his gifts and Mm -hmm. oh that's good mm -hmm, because he has gone his entire life hiding well he didn't hide them when his mom was alive but then because Uh of fear his dad had him hide them and so he kind of he spent his entire life running so he went to university but to run away Uh um and then ran away from debts and has just kind of flown by the seat of his pants since his mom passed away really basically and And, he didn't even really put that together until mm -hmm. this book and um him putting everyone else first and blaming himself for everything mm-hmm. because he thought oh my powers are not are a bad thing and that's um like blaming himself for his mom dying if if he yeah. could have used them then maybe he, she wouldn't have He's and it was torturing his fault. himself with these if 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 yeah and because he couldn't then he was bad but if he could then that's bad because then it hurts his dad mm-hmm. and just blaming himself for everything um and putting everyone else first and then finally realizing okay this is a gift and Wyland was a big part of that you know really pushing him towards it which yeah. I loved um yeah. but him realizing okay I am Zawa I am blessed my mom yeah. would want me to use these and his dad too realizing hey the girl your mom saved <clears throat> we'll get to that later um a mystery tool is really powerful 
and she can maybe help you. And so just that growth and acceptance from both of them, I think is huge because he is the only crow with a parent who cares about them. Um, Because Wylan technically has a parent. Well, Inanej does too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, my bad. Um, But it's like she was separated from them. Yeah, before the last chapter of this book, we didn't know. So, um, but he just... It was just a lot of growth, character growth, um, but also self-worth, um, yeah. knowing knowing that he wasn't the screw-up, that he could do better, and that he was going to do better. Well, and that it maybe wasn't entirely a moral or character failing mm-hmm. for the reasons that he felt and did the things he did. Yeah. He mm-hmm. definitely had some agency in those decisions. Mm-hmm. But recognizing that there was like an outside like medical component to it as yeah. well. Yeah. When Matthias was like, uh, Grisha who don't use their powers, you know, are mm-hmm. usually sick and sickness manifests sick. in itself in different ways. I can just see Jesper like Is this play about us? <laughs> <laughs> it makes me it makes me think of uh I it's this like funniest like story in science where Darwin realized that interbreeding causes weakness because he married his first cousin and he was <laughs> looking at his inbred pea plants and they're all messed up and he was thinking about his children multiple of whom were stillborn and others who were like infertile and like like all this stuff like, like not fu- like that issues. part is not funny but like funny. and he was like oh genetic <laughs> diversity is a good thing he was like oh that's me so like oh just for having that realization of like hmm that reminded me for some reason. I sent you a TikTok. I don't think you saw it. I a lot of times, Jordy and I, it wasn't today. It was the other day. And you have since sent me TikToks and responded to TikToks. Oh, so it might have gotten you. buried. Yeah. Oftentimes, Jordy and I will send each other TikToks at the same time. Yeah. Um, and then we'll also be texting each other. And then we'll go down the hall to see each other at work. <laughs> we'll send each other. There's usually a minimum Instagram. of uh, seven conversations happening yeah. <laughs> concurrently in different mediums. So some things get lost, but I really need yes. to go back and look at this TikTok of this little girl. I don't know why it reminded mm-hmm. me of it. Um, her aunt brought her a dinosaur cupcake cake. And the mom is like, oh, she brought it for you. Can you say thank you? Like, do you like it? She's like, Mm -hmm. give me a fork. (laughs) I love it. That reminds me, one of our former colleagues reached out to me and said that his uh, daughter is going through a dinosaur phase and wanted to know um, what I thought about a series that I posted on my Instagram and if it's safe for for children. I love that. And I was like, yes, it's fine. Um, I'll put it in the chat. Okay. Because I really don't want to edit yeah that's fair sorry no you're oh, fine yeah yeah, yeah that yeah. makes a lot of sense oh that's so cute I love that I was I, like my cousin's daughter went through a dinosaur phase and a trek phase um and uh, like I think she had a dinosaur party she did have a dinosaur party and I'm like what a little queen I love that they just mm-hmm. the little kids soak it up they love it I never got out of my dinosaur phase that's fair honestly we went on a trip to uh uh, the work trip where we visited our coworker. you weren't there Um, I don't think I was there but she had her kids and uh, oh yeah one of them brought out a book and it was a dinosaur book and he was like what's this dinosaur and we're all like 
uh, uh, I don't know. It's this. And we're like, oh, of course it is. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like you had to guess it gave you like the front part or like the back part of the dinosaur. Uh-huh. And all of us, of course, college educated, we had professors there with us, like mm-hmm. who have terminal degrees in yes. their field. And it was like, <laughs> oh yeah. He's like, what's your favorite dinosaur? And I was like, you know what? I love a triceratops. <laughs> and I was like, what's yours? And he oh told gosh. me, I like can't even remember. It was it probably was like, something like intense, like Compsognathus or Gallimimus or something like that. Yeah, you would know. <laughs> I would know. <laughs> I would and I was that. like, I was like, wow, that's really cool. <laughs> you did I send me it. the TikTok of Sue the dinosaur the other uh, day. Sue. If y'all don't know, Sue the, the dinosaur is the most complete fossil of a t-rex in the world and she is located in chicago she's also like abnormally large for her species size like she was like she's bigger than any other specimens like just incredible queen no notes yeah um last year i was in chicago and went to the museum and obviously saw sue and i brought jordy Uh. back a really cool it like, is so cool it's hard drawing it's on my bar cart because I want to look at it thing, all the time <laughs> one other thing that was cool about her is that she they think that she had like a tooth infection yeah um and that because her jaw was like deteriorating mm-hmm. and she was alive for a lot longer than she should have been so it was like teamwork so other dinosaurs were helping her because again yeah she is a queen no, there's increasing evidence that T-Rex were, were family animals. They stayed in small groups, kind of like lions. It is absolutely hilarious to me how small their arms are. I know. It's an evolutionary trade-off. When you have a head that heavy, you got to give something to go away. And so the tail the counterbalances <laughs> them. Yeah. But that means that arms get little. Meet the Robinsons. Yes. They have a big, a big head and little, little arms. arms. I'm just know not sure how, how well this plan was thought through. <laughs> so good also okay. another side note about that exhibit at mm-hmm. the chicago natural history museum i think is yeah. what it is um as we're walking into the dinosaur exhibit obviously to see sue they have this life-size replica of a pterodactyl and they think Ooh. pterodactyls had feathers yeah they and were I probably think- kind of fuzzy um a lot of <clears throat> a lot of dinosaurs had feathers it's a more <clears throat> basal trait than initially anticipated you and my mom have the same reaction. I turned on the last episode of season two of Prehistoric Planet last night. And she went, I'm going to bed. <laughs> Amen, Christy. <laughs> if y'all don't know this, birds are my biggest fear. I think they're disgusting. I just don't like it. And walking into this exhibit, I was so excited to see Sue. And to get into it was this huge ass pterodactyl with feathers. <laughs> and I was like, I can't do this. I can't do this. I got to turn around. I'm that's, adult. that's me with geckos like little tiny oh, geckos yeah. I'm like I can't do it one time there was one in my apartment because my apartment complex is right by a ranch like mm-hmm. in the country um and there's one for geckos yeah well there's animals it not is, like there, geckos there's, like there's little a higher distribution of animals for yeah. sure um I don't know if it was necessarily a gecko but like a tiny little lizard and it was crawling up my wall and I called someone to get rid of it because I was like I can't mm-hmm. no I like, don't do that <laughs> the mob take care of it take care of it (laughs) and they got these little tiny cinder blocks 
bathroom in the lake in the front of my apartment. Yeah, you'll be sleeping <laughs> with the fishes. Oh my gosh. That's so funny. Obviously, the drinks are hitting just yep, as bad. Just a little. <laughs> just a All little. Right. That brings Dirty us to question number two. What's your least favorite part? Uh, <laughs> Do we have are... the same least favorite part? No, because there are multiple contenders. I think the one that is your least favorite part is my close second least favorite part. My least favorite part is when Jesper kisses Kuwait because he thinks he's smiling. <laughs> I can't stand that shit. I cannot stand it. I hate miscommunication tropes. I've already spoken about my feelings about how that's like kind of yellow face. I understand mm-hmm. in the fictionalized universe in which Lee Bardugo has written this that it's not, but in a modern cultural context, it is, and that's uncomfy to me. But most of all, I just hate it. I just hate it. Like that poisoned Kue as a character for me. Like I was like, get oh, him yeah. out of here. I want him to go to Ravka. <laughs> like go away. Well, because he knew what he was doing. Yeah, and then rereading it, like he had been like vibing on Jesper the whole mm-hmm. time, and I did not catch that on my first read through. And so mm-hmm. reading it again this time for the podcast, I was like, "You little!" Like I just was so mad at him. The whole situation was so unavoidable. <laughs> it was just awful. I was like, "You choking Nana? I cannot stand you." Yeah, very stop fair. it. So that's my least favorite part. I think yeah, my also- second least favorite part <laughs> is probably your least favorite part. <laughs> Also, when we were reading that, you, like, couldn't even get through it. Like, I don't think you said anything no. while we were reading that part. <laughs> no, I hate it. Like, <laughs> I cannot Secondhand embarrassment. I just I don't just... like talking about it. I hate it. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. We'll move on. <laughs> like, it gives me the ick. I was one of my students who, one of my former student workers uh, who graduated and who listens to our podcast. You know who you are, bestie. Um, I hope you're doing super great. Uh. She was listening to it when she came to our end of the year party and she was like, I hate it. I had to pause it. <laughs> I, like, I know. Look at this giant flashlight. It looks like Is a big battery. wanting to start a podcast? I don't know. Oh, I thought you said that she did. No. Did you say, no, she listens to ours. Yeah, she listens to our podcast. Um, hey, bestie. I love her. I hope you have a great cruise this summer. Oh, so fun. Um, we can bring her on as a special guest. We should, because I actually have something I need to give her. All right, sis, you're listening. Hopefully you're listening on the way to your cruise. Mm-hmm. And get DM us. Yes. <laughs> you have my email. Shoot me an email. <laughs> um, or you can email us at two more. <laughs> you beat me by one second. I was thinking the same thing. That's funny. Well, my least favorite part. Um <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna throw up. Um, it's when Matthias dies. You're like I. So I had the thought of doing a mean joke of being like, I think my favorite part is, <laughs> but I didn't do it because I know it, it is hurtful and traumatic. Thank you. Um, it's my least favorite part. Like not just because m- one half of my favorite character couple died. Mm-hmm. It's just he had. You can see this growth throughout the entirety of both books how he went from literally white supremacist yes to ally yes to activist to activist yes and wanting like ready to move forward with the person he loves the most in this world and 
to make a change and make a difference and help others. And he had so much hope for it and Mm -hmm. then gone. And I don't, it's not even um, like, not when he gets shot, that's like, yeah, yeah, that sucks. But when the fact that he dies in Nina's point of view Mm -hmm. and she screams, Mm -hmm. that like always gets me. Um, It's it's just so heart-wrenching. And it's, you know, in YA books like this, it is pretty rare for a main Mm -hmm. character to die and stay dead. Like, it really is. Yeah, it is. So, so, Miss Bardugo. So when you do it and that happens, you feel like Wyland. Like, no, that wasn't supposed to happen. When it happens, it sucks. That's not right. And this, I mean, we'll get there. We still have one more book in Alina's trilogy to go, but this small seemingly small thing has huge ripple effects effects for the rest of these books and for the Grishaverse mm-hmm. which I, I like I'm excited Lee to Bardugo talk to, to write another book mm-hmm. and for you don't I'm scared that she'll kill somebody else I know well I don't listen, want that listen listen I wasn't done I wasn't done okay okay, okay. I want Lee Bardugo to write another book about the crows Mm-hmm. and I want her to bring Matthias back to life I don't think that's going to happen but go on <laughs> and <laughs> maybe you know Nina buries him in the ice the ice melts oh he's awake he's, he's like a mummy you know he's like a bog like a bog mummy like hosier and he's fine he just like what? melts you know Whoa. that song would go really hard for a, a Nina Matthias edit that when my time comes around, lay me gently in the cold harder. Okay, well, I'll oh. make that TikTok for next week. Dude, there's an I idea. I don't want to be in another TikTok thing. And hold my body down. I'll crawl home to her. That's so good. We love that. Would, that would actually fit really well. Dang. Oh, um, that's painful. Mm, ouch. Yeah, it is. <laughs> ouch. What is that Pokemon thing? It hurt itself in confusion. <laughs> That's how I feel right now. Oh, oh my gosh. Golly. Yeah, so that's my least favorite part. Um, it really sucked. Um, <laughs> <laughs> when I read it the first time, I put it down. Don't recommend. When I read it the second time for this podcast, um, I sobbed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mm-hmm. sent Jordy a picture of me sobbing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm not okay. The only reason I'm okay right now is I am a little bit inebriated. <laughs> that was very Moira. I caught that too. Yeah. The way you said inebriated was what drove at home. I said. Yeah. I was going to be like, I'm a little bit tipsy. <laughs> That's okay. That's my go-to. Um, that brings us to uh, what surprised you the most about this book? You go. What surprised me the most is that Matthias died. <laughs> <laughs> it is. I really thought they were all going to make it because that's how books go. Like they're, they're all supposed to make it. And so when he got shot, I was like, it's okay. Junior will fix him. It's okay. Someone will fix him. And then nobody fixed him. And I was like, wait, huh? So that surprised, what? Me. That surprised yeah. me a lot. That also surprised me, but I'm going to choose a different answer. Um, I'm going to say that what surprised me the most about this book is um, bringing Sturmhond, Jenya, and Zoya into it because really, in the show, we get 
the crossover from mm-hmm. like Shadow and Bone and the Crows. This is as much as we get in the books, really. Yeah, that's true. And I um, love seeing it because I wasn't expecting it, you know? No, yeah. Because in, in the Crow, in Six of Crows, they're on their own. Um, yeah. And they're figuring it out. And then in this one, oh, Zoya, how oh, surprise. Genya, oh, like mm-hmm. Genya um, shipping Nina and Matthias and Zoya being like, you've got to be kidding me. And then Sturmhan and Kaz just being like, Ugh. I'm pretty sure they were separated at birth. Literally though, literally. But that surprised me in a good way. I loved it. Yeah, it I was good. It. it was really good. I agree. Um, what really surprised me the most was that Matthias died, but I'm not gonna, I'm not an answer repeater. We, um, we talked that through, so we're gonna, it's been talked yep. about. Mm-hmm. What would you ask the author? How dare you? um I would have (laughs) I would have asked her why she chose to kill Matthias like because sometimes authors do set out like they know right from the beginning what who's gonna live who's gonna die who tells your story um (laughs) (laughs) who lives who dies who tells your story and I think Matthias is so important because culturally we have this idea on both sides of like the other side is irredeemable mm-hmm. thing they do will ever be okay so I'm gonna fight like hell for the things I believe in and that's like that's that's you know it's just a fact and that's fine to have those convictions but I think characters like Matthias are important to see like anyone from either side is a person and we have to understand mm-hmm. that a person does not grow up in a vacuum and these are the factors that contributed to him going down this line and that anyone can be connected with and can change and so characters like Matthias are really important for people to remember like wholesale that a lot of people who have these like really incendiary views are victims of of um what is the of propaganda and indoctrination Mm -hmm. and sometimes that helps you like reflect on yourself like what are the things in my life that I'm letting affect my views and my instincts Mm -hmm. and like how do I confront my biases so characters like Matthias are really important so I don't fully understand why he had to die because I think seeing that lived out is important instead of essentially martyring him Mm -hmm. you know that is interesting yeah and I've seen lots of critiques online of his character like why do so many people love the Nazi and the Grishaverse and stuff like that and I think that's why he's an important character because Mm -hmm. it's like every human being regardless he's not of one you, thing no and every human being regardless of if you agree with him or not has dignity and value and worth and so mm-hmm. killing him off was like it's a bold choice it surprised me as a reader and I would like to ask her why she made that I, choice. I agree on that one for similar reasons um I do think I would love to know what her thought process was when choosing who to die yeah like did she spin a wheel through a dart of the board like yeah. what was what was the, because the it couldn't process? be Kaz no it couldn't be an edge because if it was then Kaz would have burned everything down Jesper's mm-hmm. too lovable Wyland's mm-hmm. been through enough yeah know? yeah um, he had he has another plot in this book if it had been Nina depending on how she died I wonder what Matthias would have done yes so yes. I just like and and Jesper's too lovable, you know. He's the, yeah. 
scapegoat. He him he has he's, made himself the scapegoat. He's he has made himself the comic relief. Yes. And like this book was him like finding his purpose and meaning beyond that. Mm-hmm. And it, so it would, would have been weird to, know, to take that journey from him. Yeah. I would love to know what her thought process was. I would love to know when she decided that a character was going to die. Yeah. Because he didn't have to. No, he really didn't have to. That and was re- the reason. And rereading, <laughs> rereading it, literally, if Genya had stayed around for 10 more minutes, mm-hmm. he would have lived. Like if the Ravkins, if the Triumvirate had stayed, chatted mm-hmm. for 10 more minutes. What was the reason? He would have lived. So it's like, is it just because bad things happen for no reason? Like, because we get that. We live in the real world. We know that. That's not what I come to fiction for. Yeah, <laughs> look, they've already had a bunch of shit happen to them. Bad things happen. Anej, human trafficked. Yes. Has brother died and swindled. Yeah. Island, shitty parents. Nina, taken away from her parents. Yeah. Matthias, parents died. Family died. Like, Jesper. Yeah. What? I mean, Jesper's had a little bit easier comparatively, but gambling addiction. But, but still, not an easy time by any stretch. We know life sucks. Yeah. But there's life. <laughs> yes. I would rather have a sucky life than be no dead. life yes i really wish so. this was a, a visual medium because i am you're getting closer and closer to the camera <laughs> i'm losing in my mind <sighs> so maybe next year when we are we are hoping <laughs> legitimately hoping Truly, to go to honestly. the a storm of shadows and of crows and shadows and yes. Pally next in, year in Pally. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I do. I'm in this office with all these props, and I'm being very irresponsible with this giant ass flashlight. I love it. It looks like a battery. It does. Um, and if we do, that's what I'm going to ask. <laughs> what? Yes. Um, what oh. or who are your favorite character? Who is your favorite character or favorite characters? I mean. You know, I'm going to sound like a broken record here, but Kaz mm-hmm. is my baby girl. <laughs> <laughs> Love him. Big uh, baby Kaz, girl energy. Yes, Kaz and Inej for sure. Um, and Wylan has really emerged as one of my just absolute favorites. I, I just them. love him. If y'all um, did not see our post last week for our Instagram, Jordy has been drawing these awesome cards um, for each of our crows and uh she drew wylan last week and i think i i think i don't know they're all so good i don't know which one's my favorite but um she sent it to me and i was like that's very you it could could be wylan or jordy (laughs) no i think i probably have about 70 pounds on wylan oh my gosh you you stop you stop i'm changing my answer up a little bit because we all know i love nina and matthias that's true and I do love Kaz and Nez as well and Jesper and Wylan. Mm-hmm. But the unsung heroes of Crooked Kingdom, <laughs> Roddy and Spect. Put some respect on their name. Oh. That could actually be their, like, it could. ship name. It could. Respect. respect. I was just thinking I, I love want them. a reality show with interviews with them. Mm-hmm behind the scenes being like yeah you know what Cass has been in a movie yes I, I would love some talking heads are, with them yeah I know her I know Inej um 
hasn't really been staying at the slat. So Cass <laughs> has been a little on edge. Um, <laughs> I would love that. Like, yeah, everybody knows. He thinks we don't know, but we know. <laughs> you know what? He's, uh, he's, he does ask a lot of us, but I've gained a lot of new skills. You know, I am an actor. I can. Um, I am a thespian. <laughs> I can. Um, what is it? Pi- not pilot. I can. I boat. Row a boat. I don't know. <laughs> It's like a weird boat in the book, whatever. Yeah, it is. It is. I it's am, like a gondola, kind of. I am a costume designer. I am <laughs> fab at calligraphy. I have like, my art degree, but no one ever asks me about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what's his, what's his name? Alan Tudyk, who's doing like the chicken noises for Moana. There's a bag. There's a behind the scenes of him doing like the hey, hey, chicken noises. And then he just looks at the camera and he went, I went to Juilliard. <laughs> It's so funny. It's like Roddy and Speck being like, I got a BFA from Ketterdam University. <laughs> this is more of a passion project, really. <laughs> He's I like, love you them. know what? They're big <laughs> rosy with the writer strike going on. <laughs> it's really been hard to find work. It's been really hard to find work. Kaz is fair and honest. Also, side note, we do support the writers in the writer's yes, strike. And if course. we were in a large city, we would be picketing with them. Yes. Pay fair wages. Kaz would pay fair wages. Mm-hmm. Kaz does pay fair wages, which is why Roddy inspect work for him. They stick around. Um, yeah, no, I really need uh, I would, behind the scenes. I would love that. Oh, my gosh. I would love right. that so much. That's such a good <laughs> answer. <laughs> Question six. Which character did you empathize with the most? In this one, it was Wylan, surprisingly. Normally, my Enneagram one personhood, like, uh, empathizes with Kaz the most because he is very much the, like, I'm not perfect. No one around me is perfect. So we all deserve to suffer type. Mm -hmm. So, same. (laughs) But Wylan really got me this this time like I feel like I just I see his struggles and can relate to them in some aspects so I think he's great I love him okay. I cool. said Jesper really mm-hmm. because he is always like the the comedic voice um, mm-hmm. in this series and not necessarily taken seriously but he puts so much pressure on himself yeah he's the glue Mm -hmm. to be good and blames himself when something goes wrong Mm -hmm. Um, and I think I also put a lot of pressure on myself for various reasons and um just always worrying about the next thing but trying to play it off as oh it's okay um when in actuality like my heart is breaking yeah. And Jesper, I think, does the same thing. And I think Lee Bardugo does a really good job of writing that, of saying, yeah. like, he'll say a joke, but then his inner monologue is, I I can't believe yeah. I did that. Like, I I yeah. never want this to happen. And then he also has his dad to contend with as well mm-hmm. in this book. And that's an added pressure mm-hmm. um, and some vulnerability that we didn't get to see in the first book. Yeah, I would agree with that. Well, um, like Jesper, I'd, you are worthy and good. Thank you. And don't need to feel the need to to sing for your supper. Thank you. It's not going to change. 
I know, but I also know that you need to hear it. Thanks. Um, <laughs> question seven, compare this to other books written by the author. It's so good. It's just so good. We have already said pretty much that we like the yeah. Crow duology better than Alina's trilogy. And I would mm-hmm. even say better than the and then Nikolai's duology. Yeah. I mean, so Six I, of Crows is is my favorite. It's yes. my favorite book of all time. Six of Crows is better than Crooked Kingdom, for mm-hmm. sure. But Crooked Kingdom is still really good. And like I said, mm-hmm. probably one of the best endings I have ever read. Minus Matthias dying. Yeah. So. yeah. If it weren't for Matthias dying, I would like it a lot better. <laughs> Um, because then Nina and, cause I mean, if Matthias hadn't died, would Nina have seen all the Grisha off to Ravka or would she have stayed around for a little bit? Yep. And her going back to Ravka, like she's a patriot, whatever she would go back, but I think she would have stayed for a little bit. I think she would have stayed for a little bit. As and well. they would have had fun in Wyland's mansion. Yes. And like, Yes. I think things would have been entirely different. Yeah. So I, not that I question Lee Bardugo's writing, but I would have loved to see I'll that. question it. <laughs> <laughs> but, I don't give it up. His name is Mike. <laughs> but um, I did love this book. And I think it's in, in the, tri- in the Grisha verse is probably my second favorite. Yeah, um, I would say so. I would agree. Maybe with that. Siege and Storm. Some days, you know, Six of Crows is always going to be number one. Yeah. And I love the characters in this book. So maybe I'm that's a little bit of a bias for ha- having it as number two. Mm-hmm. But um, I love their stories and the way Lee Bardugo writes mm-hmm. in each character's point of view, it's very clearly their point of view. Yeah. Like each is very distinct from the other. Yes. And I just love the way she does it because you can have the same interaction with two characters, but you read it totally differently in their points of view. And then also it keeps you on your toes because you don't know what's going on. Because again, in this book, you're like, they planned for it. Oh my gosh. It was the dregs that beat up Wyland. Like you just don't know. A good job obscuring the plan. It's Mm -hmm. which is really difficult to do when one, you're writing characters who are smarter than yourself which she has openly said, I'm not calling her dumb. Like she has said that about writing cast. She went to Yale. Quote. She's smart She's as hell. very, very <laughs> smart. That's their actual official slogan at Yale. <laughs> <laughs> like that's not a critique on her at all. But when you're writing characters who you know are smart that's as hell. so funny. <laughs> go to Yale, you'll be smart as hell. I don't think they talk like that. <laughs> no. <laughs> I think that gets beat out of you the first day at Yale. Um, but two, like having like intricate like heist plans, moving parts, yeah. and point of views for every character involved without revealing the details takes a lot of talent, and yeah. she pulls it off flawlessly. Um, speaking of Yale, handsome Dan, their mascot, commented on our alumni's um, mascot page on social media, and handsome I cried. Dan. I was like, that is the cutest thing ever. I love I it. Love- I love the mascot community. I know I love when universities have live mascots and they have social media pages for them and they'll comment on other universities that also have live mascots and I honestly think it's so cute I eat it up it's the most precious thing but you know um maybe I know Lee Bardugo met Handsome Dan when she was at Yale 
um, recently talking about Hellbent, um, her other book series. Oh, I did just yeah. buy Ninth House. I'm going to, that's going to, that might be a beach read for me. Mm. I, we'll see. I want a silly little beach read. That's and true. I started, I started reading that one and I need to focus on that one, you know, mm-hmm. but if you bought it, I'd read it. I did I have buy another it. book. So you can borrow it when I'm done. Oh, I have it. Oh, then we can read it together. <laughs> yeah, I have it. Please. <laughs> Our favorite local bookstore was like, we have this in paperback because oh, yeah. they released their new mm-hmm. releases every week. And I was like, and yeah. I'm always like, I got to go. Yeah. <laughs> Let me go spend money on books <laughs> that I don't have time to read. <laughs> we'll make time. Okay. It's fine. Question number eight. What would you change about this book? I would not kill Matthias. I also would not kill Matthias. Next question. <laughs> I know there were some of these I was like these are going to be kind of repetitive but it's true I wouldn't I I think it's a disservice to his journey and his growth and I think it's a disservice to Nina and we will yes. talk more about yes. that later like, like, <laughs> like there are some so this decisions there I was like did we really think this through mm-hmm. it feels like let's we didn't think this through. change it up and let's not let's pick another one because we've talked about Matthias that's, and why we think he should so die true. Um, besides Matthias dying, <laughs> what would you change about this book? Um, there's really no good way to do it. And I do like how she wrote it as like when Jinya tailored Mylan to look like himself again, that mm-hmm. was like a big moment of him, like finally stepping into himself confidently. So I don't think I would change that. Mm-hmm. I just am still bothered that he looked like Kuwait. That still bothers mm-hmm. me. I get why she did it. It's understandable. But even like when I was looking up some like references and like fan art and stuff for the card that I just drew, mm-hmm. I saw like, because a lot of people have drawn cards like this for the crows because yeah. they, they lend themselves. It's not well sweatshirt that. that I'm wearing today. Exactly. It's great. But mm-hmm. um, so. Another reason a, this needs to be a visual medium. I know. Patreon. Um, so there's a while in one where the top half is Wyland and then the bottom half is him when he looks like Kauai. Mm-hmm. And seeing it, I was like, mm. Mm, That's icky. That's uncomfy. So you yeah. almost have to change Kauai's ethnicity, like just mm-hmm. at the beginning or change the whole plot. And I get why she did it, but if there was a way, if we could revisit that, I would change that. Because I, I would not change the scene of like Jesper keeping the portrait of him that he took from his mom That's and cute. like him like helping Jinya like give him his face back because I think that's really important because one of Wyland's big things in this book and a, a reason I really empathize with him in this book is stepping into himself confidently with no mm-hmm. hang-ups being mm-hmm. comfortable in his skin and saying this is me so I wouldn't want to take that from him I would just appreciate if it wasn't like a race switch so if there was a way to change that I would change that very fair um I would change at the end that they just like go their separate ways. <laughs> I know. <laughs> because Jesper, Wyland, and Inej are staying at Wyland's house and Kaz goes to live at the slat. Really? Really? It's so dramatic. That's, what we're, that's okay. what we're going to do, Kaz. And it is like kind of implied that they still talk because like he lives at the slat, but he he plays it. I hear that Wyland's letting Jesper play the markets. Yeah, because you had lunch with him the other day. Like, they yeah. all still, like, talk. I'm like, but he knew that Inez had been there because she was leaving notes. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, 
my brother in Christ go down the street and knock on the door to a white My cousin house. in season, what are you doing? <laughs> like, you know, they're... You're friends with these people. Friend. You have bled with these people and killed for these people. Why are you acting this way? Yet Literally, again, let's... another way <laughs> Cass and I are like... It's that one mentality of like, yes, this person knows my deepest, darkest truths, but do I want to burden them with my presence? Probably not. I'll just, I'll let them come to me. That way I know they want to see me. I'd be doing It's that. ridiculous. <laughs> you do. You do. <laughs> you are never a burden. I know. <laughs> well. You're not. <laughs> but if I am one time out of 20, but you're like, but that one time. <laughs> but you're not. <laughs> so I can but see like, where he's coming from with that, but I would. I'm a big sucker for it. And they all lived together and had a great yeah. time until they died like oh. of old age. Like, I love that. But like, I'm just imagining because uh, Inez, Jesper and Wyland were having dinner and singing along at Wyland's house yes. and Kaz broke in, probably <laughs> saw them singing and having a grand old time. And was like, I'll just go. That's so me though. <laughs> like, just knock on the door and say hi I don't like I'm having a great time and be like wow they look like they're having a really good time I hate to interrupt <laughs> it's literally Wylan <laughs> son his son um oh Jesper his brother and Inej yes. his wife <laughs> like what is that TikTok audio that mama and papa <laughs> I saw an Instagram post today. I uh-huh. can't remember who it is. Um, I think it's like Six of Crows fandom on Instagram. Maybe it's someone uh-huh. similar. They have quite a few followers, uh-huh. and I'm so so sorry that I'm forgetting your name. Um, but they posted a picture of uh Freddie Carter and Jack Wolf uh-huh. um, at the conference last weekend, and it was like father and son. And I was like, this is so accurate. Like, literally. It is so accurate. Literally. He's like, oh, my boy. <laughs> That's my, my boy. boy. <laughs> That's my son. Always. Always. <laughs> he was just, like, watching from from uh, the entryway, just being like, my boy is so happy. Uh, my brother oh. is so happy. Uh, my wife is so happy without me. <laughs> Maybe I should leave. <laughs> Grow up, Kaz. Oh, Grow up. Like, they're probably happy because I'm not there. Oh my gosh. Honestly, that is almost, that would probably also be my thoughts So me saying to grow up. I'm like, <laughs> if they didn't invite me, they didn't want me there. Literally, that's me. I'm like, dang, okay, it's fine. I guess oh. I'll go. I'll yeah. just leave a note. <laughs> yeah, we should definitely go to therapy. It's fine yeah this is therapy it's fine it is what it <laughs> it's is. fine and all it costs is <laughs> it's mental illness admit <laughs> so, a thing i've been saying recently so we both have that's good <laughs> to know <laughs> oh my um, goodness question nine this one's a little bit of a different question mm-hmm. if you could get away with any crime what would it be and why I'm trying to think of one that if for whatever reason this got out to our employers, I would not get immediately fired. (laughs) Um, I would, it would definitely be like a white collar financial crime 
Absolutely. I don't know though. I've always wanted to beat the shit out of somebody though. <laughs> but I'm scared that I would instead get the shit beaten out of me. And that's like a that's risk true. I don't want to take. Cause then you don't want to sit. Well, but if I got away with it, I'd just be sitting at home and bruised instead of in a jail cell and bruised. That's fair. That'd be nice. I don't know. I would yeah. rob a bank. Or you yeah. know what? No, no, no. I would rob the treasury. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cause that's mm-hmm. where I'm, you know. Um mm-hmm. Because I will take all the money. I just want, like, not that money necessarily, money doesn't equal happiness, but not having money <laughs> equals sadness. Yeah. <laughs> you I'll, know. Be, I'll be unhappy in a mansion rather than being yeah, unhappy I'll be in my drying my tiny tears apartment with, with $20 bills, not yeah. even $100 bills, just $20 bills. Yeah. Majority and I talked about this the other day. What do we do if we had like so much money? And I'm like, pay off my student loans, pay off my mm-hmm. brother's student loans, pay off my parents' house, buy a house, buy a nice car, and I would travel. And that is it. Yeah. Yeah. About the same, honestly. People are always like, oh, my life wouldn't change. I genuinely do not think my life would change. I would just no, not question not me going out to eat, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. We would just live in comfort. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> like, not, okay. not even in luxury, just in comfort. This is kind of funny, but also not. Um, when we were Uh-oh. in middle school, um, my brother was in class and mm-hmm. uh, a teacher was like, oh, if you could get away with anything, what would what would it be? And one kid mm-hmm. was like, if I could murder someone, I would and get away with it, I would. And so it was supposed to be anonymous, but she found out who wrote it and called <laughs> the police and he was suspended for a week. <gasps> what and he was like and it would be you (laughs) (laughs) i'm like i don't think no yeah it would absolutely wow if i could get away with a crime it would absolutely be a white collar crime yes it'd be like robin hood maybe robin hood the situation yes Mm -hmm. no i would identify a wealthy target Mm -hmm. who wouldn't be hurting we literally wouldn't notice if i took a million dollars yeah i would just give some off the top they wouldn't even realize yeah um, and that's what i would disclaimer do. this is just theoretical we literally cannot do this in any hypothetical way. yeah this is not we can't do this and even if we could we're both too much a goody two shoes that's very crime. true i would definitely tell on myself i got the pulled guilt. over once for speeding and i still have anxiety about going more than mm-hmm. like four over the speed limit yes so same that's fine all yeah. right not time for... Were for speeding huh i said the two tickets i've ever gotten were for speeding yeah the one i got was then i started crying that was fun i also started crying and the cop was like sad anyway here's your court yeah. date literally i was like not care i can't go to court um, i know i was like i don't live here because it happened at no. home yep <laughs> same where we live same yep. same and i was like what am i about to do and so i called I my dad crying and he's like does crying solve anything no but, I don't. <laughs> but i'm sad i did um safe driver training online and they dismissed it um they wouldn't let me do that yeah but I got it taken That's care awful. of. I got it taken care of. <laughs> that sounds Better like sketchy. Saul. It's like yeah. not, but <laughs> no, it was taken care of and it's not on my record. I'm a safe there driver. There you go. Now You're our favorite good. question. Okay. What queer eye 
or what, yeah, what queer eye cast member would you pair our crows with? Right away. Because we've done, the crows have been, this would be like a season two reprisal for the crows, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. For the most part. Um, Tan and Kaz, would, absolutely not. Because Tan would be like, no, no notes. No notes. I love, I absolutely um, am so glad that we've had growth and you've gotten rid of the gloves. Stunning choice. Stunning. Absolutely stunning. Um, I would pair JBN with Mylan. <gasps> oh, yes. I yes. would. Because I feel like it's like, you know, what makes you feel like better about yourself and like fresh, like fresher and whatever than a haircut. I and mean, a good haircut can be therapy. So I think mm-hmm. while Wylan would benefit from a conversation with Karamo and like, you know, he double dip a little bit. Um, I think I especially yeah. being with someone who is just like as out and loud and themselves as JVN would be mm-hmm. so empowering for Wylan to see like, I okay, agree. I can live the life I want to live. Mm-hmm. I would also put Wylan with JBN because the rest of them don't necessarily make sense with them together. Um, And I think Wylan being as quiet and shy as he is, JBN would just be like, babe, let's. (laughs) Yes, you have just love on him. Yeah, you have lovely, red, gorgeous, curly hair. Let's show you how to style it. And now that you know you are you, you know, Mm -hmm. I would put Jesper with Karamo. Yes, I agree mm-hmm. with that. Because I think Jesper's done some great work on his own. I think that Karamo needs to moderate or mediate a, mm-hmm. a conversation between Jesper and his dad. Because they yes. have started a great foundation. But if Karamo could sit down with Komen and with Jesper and be like, and why do you think hey. you reacted to that that way? Let's mm-hmm. take a walk. Let's go to this yeah. coffee shop close to the university and talk through this. I think mm-hmm. that would help them both a lot. Yeah. They do it while farming. Yes. Oh mm-hmm. my gosh. Yes. So um, good. I would also probably put Nina with Karamo because she needs some therapy after watching the love of her life die. What were you going to say, Jordy? was like, so I found the Drew Skeller that shot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's in the next room. <laughs> you need to sit down and talk. that to Wesley <laughs> he said I found the guy that shot you you want to talk to him and I was like what <laughs> I found the novitiate that shot the love of your life you need to sit down and have a conversation with him <laughs> in all seriousness now I think she would have a really good conversation with Karamo and that certain events in later books would not happen if she had mm-hmm. a talk with him mm-hmm. if Matthias was alive I'd put him with tan. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because yes. him thinking like, oh, it's traditional, whatever, Nina wearing the feared in clothing. Oh my yes. gosh. Whatever. Tan would be like, why does she look like a character from It's a Small World after all? That's <laughs> not sexy. That's not cute. It's not showing off her There's accent. a way that we can be modest, yeah, but still sexy. And he also, he also, like, every time he's wearing something, it's so drab. (laughs) Wait. It's true. I think Matthias 
as a character <laughs> and beyond need to have a conversation with Tan. Yes. I, <laughs> I agree. I agree. He needs to find a, a style of dresses, not a costume that Kaz made for him that is not um, traditional feared and wear mm-hmm. and that's not military. And I, I sent, think that Kaz would help him with that. I sent Jordi a voice memo yesterday about <laughs> um, Matthias finding mm-hmm. color. And I was mm-hmm. like, has he met Roy G. Biv? <laughs> that cracked me up legitimately. I was like, <laughs> like out loud. It was just so need, good. We know that there's a color wheel. He needs to know that there's a color wheel. I get that Fierda is gray and, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. It's like but the houses have color. The houses yes. have color. Let's branch out. Let's take and some inspiration from Fierda nature and architecture and bring it yeah. into our clothes. And if your girlfriend is like her signature color is red and you're calling her little red bird and refuse to wear anything other than drab clothing. Yeah. Grow up. I don't. That's not the move. That's not the move, babes. Yeah. Um. <laughs> um. Let's see. Nina with Antony still. Yeah. Well, besides, sorry, no. Well, besides Karamo. Karamo. But she would go with Anthony. Maybe you know yeah. what? Actually, no. Inej with Anthony. I think she needs yes. to learn how to cook some comfort yes. food because she just takes what she, she can, can finally relax for the first time in her mm-hmm. life. So he was yes. so her like here are some foods that preserve really well. So if, say you're mm-hmm. on a long voyage, like you can mm-hmm. still you don't have to sacrifice flavor, and also yeah. here are some things to prevent scurvy. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> that's a concern on boats. I love. It's my favorite line from our flag means death. It's like, <laughs> he's like, all right. Who used all the oranges? He's like, you had me make an orange cake. In the first scene alone, used 14 oranges. Let's not point fingers. Let's, of not, orange. No, let's not point fingers. We'll just oh stop and find some. That's my favorite from it. that show. Uh, season two yeah. is coming soon, hopefully. Yeah. So good. So Anthony and Inej, I think, would do yes. really well. Um, the flat needs to be redone. It does. And Cass, black is his color, personally, for like mm-hmm. clothing. That's right. He can dress himself. Yeah. He knows what a good outfit looks like. He knows how to get yes. a costume. Let's work on, design, though? Yeah, let's work on some comfort because he had, he, they say it in the book, his yes. cot. Let's yeah, let's open ourselves up. Yeah, to let's have a, some a real bed. Yeah, yeah, you can afford let's it. Not, let's not punish ourselves for our weakness by making us go upstairs to a bedroom every single day, because mm-hmm. that is, I must say it, that is a form of self harm. Mm-hmm. It just is. So maybe is. let's put a bedroom on the first floor. Yeah, there's no shame in that. There's no weakness in that. Hi, buddy. <laughs> um, I have my puppy in my lap. I love him like yeah I think Bobby could make some really good like accessibility adjustments yes. to the slat and then also just make it like this comfort. is a place, place of business but also a place this is where you need to feel comfortable because it is your home you might oh my god what are you gonna say table no no absolutely not no no 
But I thought ping pong tables make your workforce more productive. Am I wrong? Absolutely not. You are incorrect. Hmm. Oh, I don't know where I heard that. Um, maybe like an elevator. Maybe let's put an elevator yeah. in the slot. Like some, maybe a ramp, you yeah. know, let's, let's broaden our horizons. Maybe a so bed, I think, not a cot, a comfy chair, yes. like a nice office chair. Yes. Yeah. I think Bobby and Kaz make sense because mm-hmm. he's, Kaz is now a business owner. Mm-hmm. You know, he needs to have a place. He needs to separate his work from his home life and have that in his building. And that's the truth. So, I think it's good. I think that would pair really well. I wasn't sure who I was going to pair Kaz with until we started talking about it, but it does make the most mm-hmm. most sense, not just because he's like the last one. It is well, so funny because- to me how in the in Six of Crows, Nina makes fun of Kaz's hair and he like... I, I could afford a better haircut once we yeah. have money. Like, yeah. <laughs> okay, but then his hair in season two of the show, I'm like... Mm. <laughs> just 15 minutes of silence, 15 seconds of silence. Oh, the that's crazy huh. i think y'all know what was happening there that's so all of them right we paired yeah i think that's everybody isn't i it? love that i think so we got that was really good yeah nina needs help jasper needs help <laughs> and then i think Jesper's laid a really good foundation and now he needs the tools to make mm-hmm. change off of that foundation. Because he has, he he's now recognized that change needs to happen. He's but... done the most important thing, which is admitting he has a problem. Mm-hmm. And so now we got to move forward. Yeah. I think that was good. That's my yeah. favorite one. No, no. All the time. I love it. I, I love know. That's so why I have it to the end because we can talk, think about it. Yes. I've been thinking about it a lot. Oh, sweet. Um, so what do we have coming up next? Uh, so n- we will not have an episode next week because Jordy and I will be on vacation um, on a beach. Um, and so excited. honestly, maybe we'll post a picture of us on the beach just to remind y'all that we are that we're out. here. Yeah, because why we? not? <laughs> I don't know. Um, and then we're, we're going to have a special episode with mm-hmm. our friend Rachel, who um, so recently read Six of Crows and Crooked Kingdom. She read both of them in a week. She she read them both really fast. Yeah, she was, I lent her my Six of Crows mm-hmm. and um, she was like, I'm sorry, I can't wait for you to get done with, to be done with Crooked Kingdom. And I was like, girl, literally don't even worry about it. And she like, read it in like two days. Your truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She and really she that. texted me when she got to chapter 40 and said what in all caps (laughs) i'm sorry what i'm sorry um so we're going to do a special episode where she will come on and we'll ask her some questions and she'll discuss Mm -hmm. her opinions on it as well as we'll also talk about the show because we've kind of interluded that with it when we're talking about the books but i think this will be a good chance um to talk more in depth about the show um because she watched the show first and then read the books um after yeah. she watched season one did not read them um mm-hmm. i tried to convince her and she's mm-hmm. like no and then she read she watched season two and was like oh my gosh and i'm like yes like read actually let me read these books yeah yeah and she read them with literally less than a week so like fast so in a few weeks we will have her as a special guest and we mm-hmm. will probably maybe do another drunken disorderly episode yep. for that um 
and might be uh, we can call it an inebriated interlude yes there we there go um and then we are going to go over ruin and rising which is the last book in the shadow and bone trilogy um, and that one will go by pretty quick and then we'll do king of scars okay. and rule of wolves um yeah. and those are a little bit longer but yeah, those are um, I'm in- those are little thicky books so those will take yeah. a minute but i'm really excited for the discussion that'll mm-hmm. be happening during those ones because we read those ones i would say most recently like within because mm-hmm. crows i read about a year and a half ago now but mm-hmm. like i remember i think i read rule of wolves and king of scars um like within the last eight to nine months so those are still pretty fresh and i'm interested to see what new insights we have going through them again yeah I, uh, I, re- I read them last, I finished Rule of Wolves last July because I was going mm-hmm. on a vacation and our friend Kaylee was like, Hey, can I borrow it? And I was like, yeah, I'm almost done. And I like finished reading it <laughs> the morning just... I left. Oh my um, gosh. So <laughs> that worked out well. Um, but yeah, it hasn't even been a year since I read those. So I'm excited for that, but I'm yep. excited for two weeks from now doing our, mm-hmm. our inebriated interlude. Yes, um, and you. also I remember if you were drinking along with us, only drink if you're above 21, drink responsibly. Um, yeah, I don't know. All that good stuff. All that jazz. Yeah. Um, but thank you all so much for joining us. Um, and as always, happy heisting. heisting. Wait, nope, that's how we end it. I still I was like, wait. To discuss. <laughs> yep, nope, that's my bad. Um, you're good. You're good. We gotta, <laughs> it, we gotta go to Instagram. Yeah, you can email us at twomournerspod at gmail.com, two spelled out, T-W-O. T-W-O. Um, you can follow us on Instagram at twomournerspod. I, um, we do try and post every week. Jordy has done some amazing artwork. Um, and and next has week, done some amazing reels and TikToks. Thank you. Next week, we will have um, probably a, I keep checking to see if he has seen our Instagram story because I know Kit Young saw our Instagram story I know um, which was really cool that was so really cool Jack Wolf if you're listening I mean this will be out after it's gone but you should listen to it uh, or <laughs> go look at the picture and like it um Please. but it's fun doing them so next week we will have a reel um we'll I'll try and figure something out um Jordy will continue with the cards but then the week after that we will be on a break um mm-hmm. so we'll be on vacation and then the week we come back that in, in three weeks ish three ish weeks we will have our special episode um but follow some send us an email follow us on instagram at two mourners pod um some people have commented on some of our posts and we do respond would love to mm-hmm. um have y'all reach out to us like dm us there comment on something that we post um because we sure. do work really hard on what we post um and you can also follow us on tiktok at two mourners podcast um because those are really fun and those are fun yeah and jordy will be on vacation this next week so i have to make another one i know i'm sorry i had good no, ideas fine. though yeah yeah i have some i have some thoughts all right thank you all so much for joining reach out to us and now <laughs> as always <laughs> happy heisting, happy heisting. Bye. Bye.